Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I think that I've talked to you about this before, but I've been really inspired by this pastor. His name is um, Michael Todd. He's the pastor of, um, am I mixing up his name? No, it's Michael Todd. And he is the pastor of Transformation Church. And I thought it was amazing that maybe five years ago um, or recently he pulled up a letter that he wrote to himself five years ago, just pretty much writing down his goals, his dreams and desires. And he pretty much read it out loud and it was like, oh, um, even put it on, on a T-shirt, I believe. But it was just almost like he was reading exactly to the T what his reality was, but he wrote it five years ago. Then, not to be a coincidence, because I don't believe in it, I believe in confirmation. I saw, um, I forgot the actress name. Oh, Yvonne Orji. I know she does a lot of um, different things with Issa Rae, but she showed something that she wrote from 2009, um, showing that she was just believing and hearing from the Holy Spirit that she was supposed to stop what she was doing because she was going to school I believe it was for nursing and she just felt like she was being pulled to walk out her desires for comedy and so she wrote it down 2009 and pretty much was like yeah I don't know what's going to come of this and then of course decade plus later she was able to show like listen sounds crazy at the time that you're writing it but you never know what can come of it right and that just reminded me of some personal things in my life and the fact that I so believe in the power of a list I don't know what creative juices and supernatural things happen when you do so but I wanted to just go over a few things um one I found in the bible and just giving you some account of what happened in my own life to just encourage you to just listen I don't know what it is about a list. I don't know if your pen is the faith and the paper is God. But when you collaborate those two things, something magical happens. And that's the only way to explain it. I've not only seen it in my life, I've seen it in other people's lives. And it's like, listen, it's just time to go ahead and do some stuff. So I want to read from Habakkuk um, the, in the Bible. I want to read from verse 2 or chapter 2 rather. And I want to start at verse 2. It says, then the Lord said to me, Write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct messages to others. Three, the vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. And so I want to stop there. That verse right there, Habakkuk chapter two, verse three and Habakkuk is a wonderful um, <laughs> spelling. It's H-A-B-A-K-K-U-K. But just that verse three, this vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Man, if that has not been the truth, uh, not only in the examples that I just said a couple of moments ago, but some pertinent things in my life. I remember um, working from home for this particular company and I was just like, man, something has got to change. 
And I was on a phone with one of my spiritual um, partners at the time because I do believe that God puts people in your life to kind of sharpen you in certain seasons. And I guess she was just in a season that she was like, listen, let's just pray and put out faith and, you know, make it plain and kind of like, you know, God says, go ahead and if you ask, you know, you shall receive. If you knock, you know, it shall be open. He says that whole thing in Matthew 7, right? And I was like, yeah. She was like, well, let's just put, you know, let's put our faith to the test. So I was like, okay. Now, at the time that I started this prayer for this particular job, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I did believe like I was praying for a unicorn. I'm going to just go ahead and tell you. But I was confident because the Bible says you only have to have enough faith um, the size of a mustard seed. And I don't know if you ever seen a mustard seed, but that thing is incy bincy spider. Okay. And so my whole thing was, okay, is <laughs> he's not asking for a whole bunch. Now, if God was asking for eight ounces of faith with that particular pair, I, I would have been short a couple of ounces. I would have been like, ah, that's a lot, God. But he was only asking and he's still only asking for mustard seed size. So I was like, okay, cool. So I went on this whole thing and I'm going to just pretty much let you know the prayer that I said. So I said, I wanted a job with the state because I really wanted those days off, you know, the holidays and all that other stuff. Um, I said, I wanted to work at night because that's when I'm my most optimum. I don't like the traffic and the rush. I, wanna, I don't want to do any of that. I want to work at night. I wanted it to be in my field, which at that time was social work. So I wanted to be able to use my degree, put my degree to use. I also wanted full benefits and I did not want under a certain salary annually. And I hit it with a dab, amen, and I came up out the prayer. <laughs> and when I finished, I was like, uh oh, one more thing I added. Plot twist. Um no matter of fact I didn't add this one. This was an incentive, which I believe that when you pray, God is like, oh, that's Oh, that was cute. And then he throws his own. So I went ahead and called the friend of a friend of a coworker or however I did it. And I called her and it was like, hey, you know, I'm looking for a job. I'm, and I didn't tell her my prayer. I just said, I think I want to come back because I had left this particular position and was still in contact with some of my coworkers. And a couple of years went by and one of my coworkers became a supervisor in a different department or in a different county, same job, right? So I called her up and I'm like, hey, you know, they're hiring, like what's going on? Kind of like wanting the inside scoop. Is it different how it was before? Because I'm not walking back into what, what I just left. I left for a reason. That was tumultuous. Like I'm not doing it again. And she was like, oh, so glad you called. Um, let me go ahead, send me your resume. We'll just cut past all the HR stuff. Send me your resume and I'll give it to my director and I'll see what we can do. And I'm like, cool. Okay, that was June. Never forget it. It was June. So I sent her the resume. I came in. I just wanted a part-time job. Now, again, isn't it hilarious that you pray for something, but you're like, eh, I'll just take whatever comes in the meantime, right? Like, I'm not just the only one who's a victim to that, right? Like, you're raising your hand, too? Okay, cool. So <clears throat> I give her my resume. She gives it to her director. Director calls me, and they do a telephone interview. And then they were like, okay, well, you can come in. And so I signed up for um, a part-time job. But in the midst of interviewing for that, she was like, hey, 
how do you feel about working full-time at night? I was like, ugh. Uh, and the only reason why I was kind of like in between was because the travel to where I would have to, it was like an hour and a half. And I was like, mm, I don't really, like, give me the particulars of that. And she was like, well, um, we're starting a new unit. It's going to be a 24-hour response time. You guys will handle a certain time period, and we will allow you to work from home. So I was like, uh, part-time or full-time? She was like, full-time. I was like, oh, okay. So I'm in all my glory, right? I'm like, oh, my goodness, God did it. This is amazing. Oh, my gosh. So I went in for a part-time day job because I understood this job was far, but I felt like let me at least get my foot in the door. You know, I tried to put my own planning on God's supernatural process. And I'm like, okay, well, let me just go. And by the time I ended, they was like, well, what about the full-time job at night? You get to work from home, and you just respond to these things that, um, you know, are emergency. Now, doing that at night, would mean in the social work field that I would have to answer some pretty gruesome. If somebody has to go out during 24-hour time periods at night, that means you're not walking into something that's a walk in a park. You're actually going to walk into some stuff that I actually need a police escorting. So I'm excited, you know, just like, oh, God did it, and that's the God that I serve, and I'm so excited until I started going out to these um, calls so my shift was between, I believe it was, I think I did 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. because I wanted enough time to be able to put the kids to sleep and all the other stuff. And every time that I went out, it was something outrageous. It was child abuse, domestic violence, some type of drug. Whatever it was, it was crucial enough for my supervisor to let me know, which was the coworker that gave me the quote-unquote hookup. She let me know, listen, you got to go out there with a police escort. Do not. You need to be safe. And it wasn't until I was outside of one of the homes waiting for the police to come up um, that I, the friend that I was praying with on the phone that was like, hey, let's just put our faith to the test. She called me. She's like, hey, what you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm waiting for the police. And she was like, what happened? I was like, no, 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 not for me. Gosh. Uh, and I told her, you know, um, I'm actually on the clock. And, and she was like, do you feel safe? And I was like, doing this job? She was like, yeah, like, you have to get the police. Is that serious? And I was like, well, yeah, I'm knocking on people's doors at, at night saying, hey, I'm coming to investigate a, you know, a claim of abuse or neglect towards a child or some kind of dysfunction in the family. So people are not like, oh, yeah, come right in. They're disgruntled. Most of the time I'm waking them up. At this particular time, I think it was like almost close to midnight. And so she was like, why are you doing that if you don't feel safe? I said, well, we prayed about this and this is, I feel like God is blessing me. And this was the blessing, the thing that we prayed for. Like, I thought it would have been as obvious to her as it was to me. Like, what do you mean? Do I, forget safety. This is a blessing. Like God's going to keep me safe. And she was like, Hmm, do you feel like that was the answer to the prayer? And I was like, um, by the time that she and I hung up, I was kind of questioning and I didn't feel like it was a trick of the enemy where it was like, no, you know, somebody trying to confuse my blessing. It actually didn't sit well with me. Like, did I answer, say yes to abruptly um, to something that wasn't God's blessing? Like, was I saying yes to the carbon copy or to the original blessing? And so what that made me do was I said, okay, wow, I still had time. I was still waiting on the police to come. I said, God, um... If this 
wasn't the blessing. If I'm mistaken in any kind of way, please make it clear. Oh, but he did. <laughs> Literally, um, let's see. So that was June, July, August. By the time that Aug, the end of August, early September came, um, just a couple of months, because remember I started that position in, in June. Actually, I interviewed in June, started the job in July. So August, September, by the time September came, so we not even two months in, the director had called everyone in that was on my night shift and was like, so we're doing away with the night shift. Um, you guys will all have to have a daytime shift and it will have to be full time. And so I was like, oh, no way. <laughs> That's why the original plan that I came in here for was part-time because I lived too far from that particular facility. And to say full-time, daytime, you smack, that smack right in the middle of trying to pick the kids up and, you know, mommy time and all that. I was just like, not going to work. So they were like, so I asked for another position. And so they pretty much gave the ultimatum of you come daytime or you lose this position. So I was like, really? So I got back in my car and went home and I'm like, now I know I didn't just go through all this excitement and, and God's answer press. Like, God, what am I missing? Went back home, went on their website and saw that there was a night shift for the intake unit that allowed me to work from home that had full-time benefits, that had night differential, that exceeded my prayer tremendously and guess what I went in because it was over the phone all I needed was um a telephone interview put I had literally I think the lady called me the next day literally I started that position October 1st I went back home and we looked at what I prayed and how God answered. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Here I was ready to just make this full-time, at night, kind of dangerous. Not really what I wanted, but it looks a lot like what I prayed. So, yay. And God was like, uh-uh. <laughs> you can't be so quick to say yes to something and without confirming with me if that's what it was. And it took my friend saying, do you think that that was God's yes? Or did you give your yes to prematurely? So I was like, you know what? That's something that has always stuck with me. But even better, to give you real talk, I was cleaning out my um, my phone because it was saying, like, listen, your photos, the capacity is reached, ma'am. Either you buy some more room <laughs> or you go ahead and delete some of this. So I was like, oh, let me go back. And I have years and years and years on this iPhone. It's ridiculous. And guess what I came across? The list that I made for the husband that I wanted. <laughs> Listen, outrageous. What actually gets my heart is that um, I like to write when I'm making the list. It just makes me feel like I'm connecting to like the process. I always like to write the date, so month, day, year, and the day of the week. I don't know, that's just my thing. But I wrote this on uh, December... 2015 on a Saturday I actually met my husband from the date of this list I met him approximately um it looks like so that was December I met him in October the following year and so <laughs> let me just now I've written lists before right 
of God, I just want, but I think that I was just writing attributes that looked like, oh, that was cute. I wasn't writing what I needed. This particular list was different than all the other lists that I ever written because I got to the nitty gritty of this is what I need. This is what I want, but this is what I need. I never wrote before what I needed. I always wrote what I wanted you know, physical features, possible income. Like, yeah, that's, those are cute. But, yeah, I need you to be a little bit more wiser. So I'm going to just go ahead and just be unveiled and give you my list real quick. So the first thing was star, 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 believer of Christ and the Trinity. I was getting so overwhelmingly discouraged by all the people that I kept meeting that were like, um, I don't go to church, but I'm spiritual or, you know, I pray to the man upstairs or I'm angelic or they, I mean, all these other different things. And I was like, is there anybody that still believes in the Holy Trinity? Because what I was looking for, I understood the foundation of my life were on the basis of my belief. And I did not want to be in any kind of continued argument with a man that I was going to be living the rest of my life with to try to explain simple stuff like I tithe 10% because I I am raising my children this way because I treat people this way because no I don't resort to violence immediately I let vengeance be the Lord's because like I didn't want to have to detail the actions of my life I just wanted somebody who understood with me and it wasn't even a, a thing of I wanted him to think like me I wanted him to believe the same because just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that the two of you are on the same accord like you could very much be a Christian who believes in celibacy and you could be a Christian that believes it's okay to get a little dabble dabble here and there I wanted someone who truly to his core believed like me because I felt like that would erase any unnecessary tension. I, I just wanted to eliminate that, right? So then, wise enough, I broke it down into four categories. The first being physical, the second being personality, the third being traits, and the fourth being lifestyle. Because I had to see it on paper. My thing was, I did not want to short myself. It was coming to the point that I felt like, are you going to have to fall in love with a gremlin in order to get true love? And then God, will I be able to truly love a gremlin? Because it's not a blessing if I'm not treating it like a blessing. Like, am, am I only going to be okay at night? And then in the daytime, I'm like, Bleh. I can't look at him. I can't stomach it. I'm trying, God. It's not enough Pepto in this bismo, ma'am, sir. I can't do it. So can you help, right? So <laughs> physically, and I have more in the, no, actually I have more in the traits realm. But the first category, physical. Okay, so I had, he had to be tall, minimum six foot. And I'm sorry, minimum six foot, four inches. Like I had it down to the, no, 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 six foot, four inches. But I had, a, um, it actually says six foot, four inches to six, six. AKA, he had to be tall. I don't care nothing about no short people having great hearts. For me, okay, she got heels in the closet. I'm not going to be prone to flats for the rest of my life. And again, preference, you know, don't come at me. Don't at me, like the young people say. My preference was I wanted to look up to him physically, have a nice day. Um, two, I wanted him to have a nice voice. 
because if we go and be on the phone, I don't want my kids mistaken if I'm on the phone with auntie or like, no, you know, so let's just, okay. Um, I wanted him to have nice teeth. There is such a, um, epidemic in these male streets with men not smiling. And I know a lot of them think the mean mug is cool. Thank God that there's been some forward evolution to the mean mug, but now to, um, the eye squint or what people like to friendly say, um, the light skin squint. Um, that's cool. I guess that's smize. Um, Tyra will be proud. I don't know. But I love a man that gets in the picture real quick and hits you with the bleak. Like, show them molar, sir. You know, I know a lot of y'all, you know, men, I know a lot of them don't smile the way that they're supposed to because their dental hygiene game, you know, is um poor. I didn't want to say nothing to me, and I was trying to search for the word. But, yeah, you're not doing what you need to do. It's a whole bunch of Grinch go goblins in there, okay? And the color match, I get it. I get it. Like, oh, you, where you get your caps from? Ma'am, sir, disrespect, because those are his enamel. Like, oh, oh, my. Ew. Right. So I wanted a man that when we in them pitches, he hits you with the side profile, boom, it's teeth there. He hits you with the front, boom, it's brush there. He hits you with the ha, 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 and you look in his mouth, he got all his back teeth. Ooh, ooh, you talk about attractive. You talk about, uh, yeah, mm, okay, let's move on because that's, that's just exciting. I wanted him to be athletically built, and I put in parentheses, active in the gym. I wanted a man that was cautious of, is that a whoopee cushion in my lap? Because for me, I'm slim. And I always had a thing for, you know, bigger built, but I don't I don't do the bigness because I already know as we get older, we going, you know, it's gonna be some some love on them tires on them handles, right? And I just didn't want them pre golden years because I'm not attracted to it. So I wanted to make sure whatever was going to lead to a possible wandering eye, we can just go ahead and diminish it. I wanted to hear, babe, i call you right back. I'm about to hit the gym. You you hit it, sir. Sir, you better hit it. Okay, move forward. Um, I wanted him to have nice lips because she likes to kiss. Have a nice day. We'll move on because it's a family show. Um... And I wanted him to have some form of a swag, but I said I wanted it to be versatile because I've always had it in my heart that I wanted it to be that I could take you to church and I could take you to the trap house. Not that I am, you know, in any way advertising trap lifestyle, but I didn't want to feel like, did you really wear a suit to the grocery store? I wanted him to have a, you know, kind of a palette of this is how this goes, sir. Personality. Is my second column. Um, I wanted him to be humorous because I like to LOL. I like a good hearty LOL. I wanted him to be social or laid back because at the time of writing that, I didn't know which one I wanted, um, but I knew that it had to be one of those. I didn't want flashy. I didn't want – I you either going to be a little social or I want you laid back. Have a nice day. But most importantly, I wanted him to be kind-hearted. Third column was traits, and this was non-negotiables. You had to have every piece of this. Thoughtful, consistent. Consistent is so underlined. Look like I almost ripped a, a piece of the paper. Um, thoughtful, consistent, romantic, educated. Ooh, let me just park right there. I can't stand the nah mean you heard because you feel me because like nah, but 
you are not going to embarrass me when we go to Obama's house. Yes, in my head, we are going to Obama's house. You are not going to embarrass me. You better talk like you know how to speak. Don't have me grip my teeth like I'm your mother. I'm not, I just, I can't. I wanted him to be considerate. I wanted him to be a leader, emotionally available and independent. All of these traits, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five. Eight of these things here, they were non-negotiables. Because the way that I was figuring out and learning myself, I would pair best with this type of trait. You needed to have this characteristic or it's just not going to be. And then the last part was um, lifestyle. Um, I wanted him to have no more than two kids. Because I understand at this time when you're meeting people and you're 80 years old and it feels like you're 80, um, they may have had a life prior to you. And that was cool, but I just didn't want it to be reckless because let me give an example of what I deem to be reckless. And again, my, my opinion, my preference, judgment-free phone call. I had met someone who wanted to get to know me prior to meeting my husband. And I heard crying in the background. And I was like, oh, you have... Well, who's that? And he's like, oh, that's my kids. I was like, oh, okay, how old are they? Listen to my math very clearly, okay? Sir said, I have a three-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter. My son I had with my wife. And I was like, hold on. Now, I never had advanced math in any of my schooling days, but if your son is three... And then your daughter is two, but the first one was marriage. But then how did you, oh, you was cheating, cheat. Oh, okay. And immediately I was like, two different mothers? That, bro, did you let them breathe? Did they have dual baby showers? Like time out. I mean, my brain couldn't factor around what? So you did the first one dirty to get the second one. It's pretty much what you did. No, I don't care. It takes um, 40 weeks, sir. It takes 10 months. You, Them kids is 12 years. Are they 12 months apart to the T? Or was there some overlappage? Like was one healing and getting a six-month checkup? I mean a six-week checkup? And while the other one was peeing on a stick saying, oh, my gosh, I'm pregnant? Like I, I know an overlap when I hear one. So that was the um, first and last conversation because to me that was too reckless. Now, again, everybody has a past, right? Had I met this sir a couple of years later and he was like, you know, I got a 12-year-old and 11-year-old, you know, because I was a little reckless when I was younger. No, no, no. That probably would have been a little bit different, but it was a lot lot packed in that. I'm like, time out. It was infidelity. And I gave him like five seconds to explain it, and he kind of did the, <laughs> wow. Oh, that's all I needed. You're going to hit me with three letters? That's it? That's your explanation? W-O-W? No. Mm-mm. Got to go. Nothing else to talk about. So I was very clear. Now, I don't want to see that you were reckless. Yeah, mistakes is something, but not reckless. You have no morals. You just swinging and swinging anywhere? No, I can't do it. You may, That may be somebody else's Romeo, but he's not. He's my boogeyman. I can't do it. And I was very clear on what I wanted. Do you know... That this list describes my husband to a T. The only thing 
that needed some initiation, like it was there, but he needed some a little bit of like a jump start, was the versatile swag. My husband is a suit and tie guy. He is the cuffling. Like when I met him, he had bazillion numbers of ties and two pair of jeans. Sir, <laughs> what, do you, what do you go grocery shopping in? Like the same outfit every day? Like, no, we're not going to. I can't. You know, because his profession, you know, pretty much was a, he was a go to work, go to gym, go to the gym, come home guy. Beautiful. But I, too, like to go out. And I guess his wardrobe was very reminiscent of where his social life was at the time. So along came a spider, wink, wink. And I went ahead and was like, "Uh, we're going shopping. <laughs> Just because I wanted to know that he have it in him. And then once I was able to see the jump start, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that works. But just the same way that God added extra to that job that I prayed for, he super, super exceeded my expectations on my husband. Because one of the main things that I should have written down that I didn't, that I absolutely required, especially for my journey, is I should have wrote down that I needed him to be patient with me that I needed for him to be trustworthy. There are some traits that we are leaving off when we make our list for the person that we want to be with that is like you have no idea what you require. And so I would just suggest and just give out the, just give this little recommendation out. Pray and ask God as you're writing any list in your life, whether it be for a job, whether it be for a relationship, whether it be for, you know, you're trying to figure out if you should move to that particular state. I want you to pray and ask God, give me or show me what I need to sustain me. Because you may go out there and travel all the way to the other side of the globe, get to that location and feel like, oh my gosh, I didn't factor this in. Because I'm looking at this list and this list was absolutely amazing. Like even me currently married right now looks at it and is like, yeah, you did pretty good. But I didn't realize, yeah, you left off a lot of different stuff. I mean, the physical was kind of cute. You forgot to mention he needed to have um, good hygiene because <laughs> that's important. Praise God, my husband has that. Um, you forgot that personality wise that you... um. You needed him to be laid back. And you also needed for him to understand your humor. I met a lot of people on the long path to my husband that just didn't get my humor. That was just like, you're weird. And it was like, no, actually, I'm stand-up comedy and you're boring. Have a nice day. And another thing, be wary of people who make you feel like something's wrong with you because they don't get you. It's okay that you don't get me. You know, you wasn't supposed to have me, sir. Ma'am. Hmm. And that was a that was the sound bite right there. I'm just gonna go ahead and just leave that right there. But um, I just wanted to encourage you because I'm looking and I'm like, okay, when I heard the Michael Todd story with him writing down that he wanted the Spirit Bank um building to be his church one day, you mean to tell me five years from writing that God did that? And then hearing what the actress Yvonne Orgy she wrote something down, and then within a couple of years she was actively walking in it. And then I'm looking at the fact that I prayed something in June, and then God made it happen in October, and I'm like, oh my goodness. And then I wrote down this list in December, and I meet my husband. 
husband the following October. Let me explain something to you. God is in the blessing business. As long as he still sits on the throne, people are going to see that he still does magical, awesome, majestic things. And he is not a genie, but he is very much alive. He is very much still blessing. And you better go ahead and put your faith to the test. I encourage you to go ahead and write down your heart's desires. You go ahead and make it plain. And just like it says in that Bible verse, it may be slow to come, but it is on its way. Trust and believe. Everything that I just named had a different time span from the pastor writing that to the actress writing that to me receiving that job to me receiving my husband. They all had different time frames, but you know what? They all were birth first on a piece of paper that I activated and I put my faith to the test. And guess what? God went ahead and put his super on that natural task that I did. And it is not just me. I just gave you a ton of examples and you can go ahead. Some people call it law of attraction. Some people call it all these other different things. I call it believing God enough to go ahead and create something on paper that you want to see in your life. Do not miss out on this opportunity of getting what you desire. You better write that thing down. Listen, as a matter of fact, after getting pumped up about this, I started writing a whole bunch of things around me. I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be writing books. I'm going to be because I just I had to be reminded. I had to get a jump start. Do you know how powerful a list is? Do you know how powerful a list is that is actually illustrating your faith in God? man a woman you better get it together and so you know what these conversations are they are life provoking conversations the conversations that you hang up and you're like hmm let me see let me go ahead and put this to the test you better go ahead and do it but I feel like you got what you needed I'm excited again. I'm about to go ahead and revise my list just to make sure that when I read it a couple of years or a couple of months from now, I'm looking at it like, mm, this is what started it. You know how excited I get that I get to look at this particular paper that I wrote in December and know that it manifested my, my belief and that jumpstart that my husband was on his way. Oh my goodness. And the only difference between that list and the, and the previous list that I wrote before was that A, there was wisdom applied to it. And it was B, I'm not looking for it, God. I'm going to write this list and I'm going to believe. And I'm going to go ahead and live life. I'm not going to hold my breath. I'm not going to try to contort it together. I'm not going to be going out like I'm looking for Waldo. I'm not doing any of that. I fully believe that when I write this, I have initiated my faith. And all you need to get right with God is what? Faith. So you, you got what you needed. So as my good, good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. I dare you. I challenge you. Go write your list. And I guarantee you, we look back on this thing a couple of years from now. I just want to go ahead and just give a, a year to five year time frame and watch. You're going to be like, oh, my goodness. She called it. Yes, I did. Have a nice day. But I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye bye.